Today, I'm going to preach from the book of Nehemiah. One book that we have grown accustomed to because this has been the launching scripture that the Lord led us to when we launched our vision for Lighthouse some six years ago now when the Lord allowed me and my wife to take hold of the reins of senior pastorship of Lighthouse. When we started that leadership era or period of our lives, the Lord gave us a word. Lighthouse is going to go through a season of rebuilding, renewing, and restoring. And the book of Nehemiah has been the book that we have always gone to for the lessons on rebuilding. I'd like to ask my wife to again join me here. If you'd like, please stand po tayo lahat, tayo tayong lahat. Turn your Bibles now to the book of Nehemiah. We will be reading from chapter 1. If you already your Bibles, please. I also took time to put it here in the PowerPoint. Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. The words of Nehemiah, son of Hakaleah, in the month of Kethlev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that I had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When, the, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned, mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. The word of the Lord. Amazing that from the time of Nehemiah until our present moments, Israel is still under attack. It was under attack. It was under disgrace. And if you have been tuned in to the recent events from all over the world, the anti-Semitic, anti-Israel spirit has just been so viciously aroused in the hearts of many people that the tragedy of the 1,400 Israelis that have been murdered by the Hamas terrorist group, it has now been conveniently forgotten. And many of the world, many people in the world are now conniving, conspiring to put the blame on Israel as if Israel is a nation that has no right to exist. I'm not going to talk about it today, but it behooves upon us the obligation and the responsibility to pray for the chosen nation of the world, of the Lord, and also to invite the Lord to speak unto us His word for today. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, we thank you for being God who is sovereign, God who is good, God who is providential, God who is always purposive in everything that you allow to happen in the lives of your people. There are many things happening around the world that we cannot come to grapple with and fully understand. But Lord, we trust that your hand is upon your people. Today, Lord, we lift to you your chosen nation, Israel. That Lord, as they encounter the viciousness of the terroristic attacks against their people, that Lord, your hand be upon them 
and that the Israelis will also turn their hearts upon you, Jesus. For they are as fallen as those that don't believe in the name of their Messiah. Lord, we pray also for the innocent people of Palestine. That Lord, those that are caught in the crossfire, the civilians in the Palestinian area that are being used as human shields by Hamas. Lord, we pray that your protection be upon them and that wisdom be upon the people and the leaders of the world to give them the much-needed humanitarian aid. But Lord, today as a, as a people and as a church, we come against the evil demonic spirits of Hamas. This group whose intention is to wipe out and to annihilate your chosen people. We come against that spirit right now. And we come against that anti-Semitic spirit, O oh Lord, that's now proliferating and just having their vicious waves all across the globe. Lord Jesus, we know that we are living in end times. And this is one of the manifestations of it. So today, Lord, steady the hands of your people. Settle our hearts before your presence. And allow your word to truly be heard, especially in moments like this. So hide now your messenger behind the power of your cross as we preach your word and listen to your voice. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's children will say, Amen. Papurihan natin si Lord, mga kapatid. Thank you, my love. Before we proceed, I would just like to, from the bottom of my heart, congratulate Rafa. I'm just so proud of you for finishing Levi's training. Sir Rafa po, she's in so many ministries here in Lighthouse. She's in media. She's in dance ministry. And I'm just so thankful also to those people who really helped her be where she is today. Pastor Josh and May. Hannah Paraiso, the DJ leader. And of course, Pastor Ren and Pastor Shah, thank you for being with her as you know how it was hard for her to walk through this life. And now she's flourishing and I just thank God for the church, all of us for, it takes a village really to see the goodness of God in her life. Thank you so much. Thank you, my love. And you know what? Today, here is a young man that probably you won't recognize because he has grown to be such a handsome young man. I don't know if you remember the firstborn of Pastor Mark Rosakai. This is Uno, ladies and gentlemen. Uno, can you stand? Diba, dating babying baby pa yan, diba? And now he's so much grown up. And he is here. They are in a break. They are in a furlough for one month. Uno, welcome home. And uh, we are going to have Pastor Mark preach next Sunday. Yes, we are excited to have Pastor Mark Rosakai. And Pastor Mark Rosakai is also going to be one of the speakers in our upcoming conferences. Papurihan natin si Lord, mga kapatid, sa kabutihan ng kanyang kamay sa buhay natin. I've entitled this short message again, Led by the Spirit. How to discover the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And as I was preparing for the many preaching assignments that I have been given in the upcoming Lighthouse National Summit and the Level Up, the more that the Lord has drawn me to the reality of His Holy Spirit, reminding me that without the power of the Holy Spirit, we cannot do much. 
there is so much noise in this world. So much distractions. So much destructions even. That even in the last few days of my family's life, as I was trying to zero in on the messages of the Lord for the people of the Lord, my family and I have been buffeted by so many noises outside. My mommy, my mommy LB, she's now watching online. She was hospitalized critically. She had COVID pneumonia. And she was there for almost eight days in the hospital, tethering between life and death. And at one point, her uh, auto, his oxygen sats, was already down to 70, very critical. She was already disoriented. And the brothers, the siblings, and I were just preparing for the worst, even as we stood in intercession for our mom. By God's grace, after about four or five days in the hospital, by God's grace, she made a good turnaround. She responded to the medicines. And last night, we brought her home, and she's now recovering from our place here in BF Almanza. God is so good. But I have to admit that the last one week has been a very turbulent moment for me. I've been asking for the Lord for that, what I call, to endow me with what one of the authors would say, a portable sanctuary in my heart. That, Lord, how can I keep quiet? How can I maintain the shalom when my mom is fighting critically in that COVID ward in Quezon City? And I was not even allowed to visit. We were not allowed to see her, only through Facebook Messenger. And the Lord just impressed upon me that in moments like this, the more the reality of the Holy Spirit shall be impressed upon those that seek Him, especially when times are toughest. We've known in our lives that the Holy Spirit is our encourager, our comforter, our counselor, the one that strengthens us, the one that advocates for us when we don't know what to pray for even. When all... The, the, the only sound that could come out of our hearts are the groanings of the Spirit. We just know that it is the Holy Spirit that moves in us and empowers us. I believe this message is for many of us today. That we are grappling with so many noises as Pastor Nikki would exhort upon us a while ago in his pastoral prayer. How insecurities have gotten the better of us. And despite of all these fears, in spite of all these things that pull us down, tuloy-tuloy pa rin ang ministry. Tuloy-tuloy pa rin ang pagbabahagi ng salita ng Diyos. Tuloy-tuloy pa rin ang pagtatrabaho because life will not wait for us. The aches and the pains of other people will now supersede your very own pain. How do you minister in times like that? I was in the chapel of CBN Asia, great ministry that extends its ministry to thousands if not millions of people all over the world. And we had a great time 
But just a few minutes before I stepped into the pulpit to minister to the people of CBN Asia, my sister was just calling me how my mom's heart rate was going down, how her oxygen level was still very much critically low. I knew I could only stand there by the power of the Holy Spirit because on my own, I'd rather just say, Brother Peter, cancel na muna. I've got to run. But people were waiting. People were expectant to receive from the Lord. Many times in your life, mga kapatid, ikaw ang inaasahang padre de familia. Ikaw ang inaasahang leader ng ministry. Ikaw ang elder na inaasahang maging malakas sa kabila ng lahat ng kahinaan ng mundo at kahinaang nararamdaman mo personally. When that strength is supplied, when that leash is given you, when that life is still is inspired within you and life is still spoken through you, even as you yourself, you're fighting for your own life, then you know it's not you, my friend. Then you know it's not your wit, it's not your eloquence, it's not your intelligence. It can only be the power of the Holy Spirit. The book of Nehemiah, we have been studying this for many years now, was situated or situated at the time when the walls of Jerusalem were in tatters. They were captivated, they were captured by the Babylonians, and the Babylonians were defeated by Persia. And by this time, about 130 years have already, had already come and gone. 130 years, more than a century, that the walls of Jerusalem remained broken. There were already waves of people that were allowed to go back to Israel. And yet, even with their presence in the land of Israel, the walls remained broken. And with brokenness comes disgrace. With brokenness comes shame. With brokenness comes insecurity. And that was the very, the very plague that now engulfed the hearts of the Israelites. Now, Nehemiah at the time, he already grew up in the land of Persia. He did not experience the Babylonian captivity. He already was born when the people of Israel was now transferred to Persia, present the Iran. And of all people, Nehemiah must have been anointed with such charisma and connection with people that he was appointed to be the cupbearer of King Arctasurses. A very much privileged position. The cupbearer is very much the confidant of the king. Kahit anong kakainin, iinumin ng hari, kailangan magdaan muna kay Nehemiah. Bago minom ang hari, si Nehemiah muna ang iinom. Why? Because at the time, people were attempting to assassinate the king at all times. There's so much politics in the palace. And so to prevent that from happening, Nehemiah was always the one that would stand between life and death of this King Arcturus. And because of that, he must have been living not only in opulence, kayamanan at comfort, but he enjoyed much the ear and the heart of the leader. Nehemiah could have every reason to feel so comfortable, to be apathetic, na kung makikita niya at maririnig niya ang kwento ng kanyang bayang pinanggalingan ng kanyang mga ninuno, at kung maririnig niya ang kabasagan ng mga pader, he could always afford to say, so what? It's been 130 years since the Babylonians captured the land of Israel, but I am now, me and my family, we are now living 
in a very much coveted comfort, Nehemiah could afford to be apathetic, but he did not. The reading today said when he heard about the sad story of his nation, about the broken walls of Jerusalem, he wept. He fasted. He prayed. I'd like to talk to the leaders that are here today. Empathy is very much a virtue that I pray will never ever flee from our hearts. Sana hindi mawala yung nararamdaman natin ang nararamdaman ng ordinaryong mga tao. Na sana kung ikaw man ngayon ay nabigyan ng pagkakataon ng Panginoon na magkaroon ng buhay na mas angat kaysa sa dati at mas maganda na, mas komportable ka na. Hindi ka na nagugutom, hindi ka na nakakaranas ng kalam ng singura. As a matter of fact, sobrang nang ang dumarating na pagkain sa iyo kumpara sa pinanggalingan mong kagutuman ng unang panahon. I pray that still you would not lose the touch of where you began. Of your rootedness as a people. Sorry for sounding political here right now. But my wife and I have been irked lately of the news of confidential funds remaining confidential and the people in the government remaining unaccountable for the 11 million a day that they spent and they felt like they have no reason to declare to the public kung saan nila ginagastos ang bilyones na mga pera. We have an auditor here, Tita Delia. Oh, these are the enemies of auditors like Tita Delia. Paanong merong mga funds na hindi pwedeng i-account? E pera ng bayan yun. Paanong pwede niyong gastusin ang taxes, ang pera ng bayan, na hindi man lang kayo accountable for how you spend it? There is so much apathy amongst our leaders today. There is so much indifference. Sa kahirapang nakikita natin sa buong Pilipinas, there are people that are so calloused that they could live affluent lives and remain so detached from the realities of Juan and Juana de la Cruz. Hindi na nila ramdam ang hapbi ng kumakalam na sikmura. Nehemiah could always say, wala na akong pakialam dyan sa Israel na yan. And still, when he heard about the news from Hanani, his brother, as we read a while ago, and even as he moped and uh, realized it was beyond his power to do anything about it, even as he reckoned his privileged position as the cupbearer to the king, it was now a moment of choice. Ako ba ay magiging masaya na lamang sa aking comfort dito sa palasyo? Or is there something that God is calling me to do? And our reading today would say, when he prayed to the Lord in verse 10, chapter 1, Nehemiah could only pray, Lord, they are your servants and your people. He did not forget his origins. They are your servants and your people. He was praying about Israel. People whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. And verse 11, Nehemiah prayed, Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant. He referred to himself as a servant of God. Not as a privileged cupbearer. Not as a privileged palace person. He still referred to himself as a servant of God. He started praying to the Lord. Lord, I am your servant. Lord, be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants, the people of Israel, who delight in revering your name. And then he prayed, Lord, give your servant 
success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. Who is that man? The king. Because he was already clueless. Anong gagawin ko? Anong pwede ko magawa? But then he realized the Lord positioned him beside the king. He had the ear of the king of the most powerful empire during the time, the, the empire of Persia. So he started praying. Lord, is there something that I can do? Is there something that I can present to King Archaxerxes? And he started with prayer. He said, Lord, give me favor. Should you grant me the time to be with the king? Grant me favor before this man. Now, how do we be attentive to the leadings of the Holy Spirit in moments like this? I have four points to present to you today. Four disciplines that I believe God is reminding us to go back to. Ang buhay ng Kristiyano, Panginoon, ay isang buhay ng disiplina. That's where you get the word disciple, discipline, from the Hebrew word or the Greek word, fence. Merong boundaries ang buhay mo. Ang buhay ng isang disciple ay isang buhay ng discipline. Na merong boundaries. There are only certain regions that you can go to and beyond that, you must not even attempt. Why? Because you will be falling out of the grace of God or the will of God. There are certain disciplines that we must be reminded of whenever we are faced with the many chaos and noises of this world. Number one of that is the discipline of silence. The discipline of quietness. The discipline of always defaulting towards that inner sanctuary that God has given you in your heart. Na kung merong mga problema ang dumarating sa buhay mo, you will have to ask the Holy Spirit self to overcome yung discarding palaging namamayani sa isang tao, lalo sa mga alpha people. Sa mga tao ang gusto palaging ikaw ang nagpapangyari sa mga bagay sa buhay mo. Na ikaw palagi ang gagawa ng paraan. Ikaw palagi ang gagawa ng discarte. That sometimes, when you see problems, when you perceive problems, and because you are biased toward action, you always say, okay, alam ko ng problema, let's do this, let's do this, let's do that. You know one thing that is sacrificed? The discipline of silence. The discipline of retreating back to God. From drawing from the inexhaustible well of God's wisdom. Because you know, apart from the wisdom of God, if you'll just try to make it on your own. Yes, you will have this reservoir of intellect and strategies and tactical things to do. And yet, if it is not connected to the vine, manunuyot ka rito kaibigan. You will grow dry. You will wither. But some chapter 1 would say, if your life is like a tree planted beside living waters, your leaves will never wither. You will yield your fruit in season. And in whatever you do, you will prosper. But it starts with your discipline of silence. Now, silence is not withdrawing away from people. Silence is not being a super introverted person that you would push people away from your life. The, dis the discipline of silence is you can still find yourselves in the middle of the very much chaotic world, the very much hyperactive world, and yet, because the sanctuary of the Lord is in your heart, you can find quietness even in the midst of the noise. Nehemiah, when you heard about these things, the brokenness of the walls, he fell silent before God. 
I sat down and I wept. And it was not only a spur of the moment, like pray tayo, 30 second prayer, action kaagad. He spent days mourning and fasting and praying before the God of heaven. The discipline of silence is a fast-vanishing discipline amongst many Christians. Why? Because the cell phone never stops ringing. The digital watch never stops buzzing. The internet never stops feeding you with information after information. Pastor Chuck was telling us about that just a few weeks back. But for you to spend days before the God of heaven, it's just between you and the Father. It's just between you and the Holy Spirit. Oh, my friends, the Lord is talking to you today. Your life has been so noisy lately. Your life has been so busy. B-U-S-Y, being under Satan's yoke. Satan would want you to be busiest every moment. He doesn't want you na pumirmika, mamalagi ka, manahimi ka. He doesn't want you to go to your inner sanctum of your, that quiet room of prayers. Satan would want you in front of your screens. He wants you to be in front of your laptops. He wants you to always be in your cell phones. Why? Because for as long as he can distract the saints and remove the discipline of silence and prayer, Satan already has won the battle in your life. Nehemiah was so inundated with the vastness of the disgrace which for the last 130 years remained unaddressed. Where would he go? He went in silence before the God of heaven. And then finally he had a chance to be with the king. And the king, hindi siya sanay, so the king asked him, Nehemiah, you've been working with me for many years now. What is it? The king became curious. There was a change of demeanor in the face of the king. And Nehemiah started unraveling. Oh, it's because my people are in such a disgrace, my king. And chapter 2 verse 4 would say, and the king now said to me, what is it that you want? Now imagine this. If you are given the privilege of being with, say, BBM in Malacanang, and you say, uh, BBM, President, Levites namin, kulang kami ng amplifier eh. Example lang ha. O sa Levites namin, itong aking, uh, ang dito? Monitor. Yan, may hissing sound. Ang laki ng problema ng aming, ano, ang aming media, kulang kami sa camera. Hindi pa namin nabibili yung camera para sa level up. And now BBM says, what is it that you want? Anong gusto mong gawin ko sa'yo? Di ba ang bilis? Ah, ito na yung listahan. Naka, naka-save na sa notes mo. I-forward ko na lang sa'yo, President. Matagal na kong handa sa aking prayer request. Would you do that? Yes? But for Nehemiah, even when he was asked that golden question, what is it that you want? What was his initial reaction? He said, I prayed to the God of heaven. He was now face to face, eye to eye, locked eyes with his king. And he was now being given the red carpet. What is it that you want? The, the discipline of silence would now move you, my friend. That you will not default to your intellect. 
you will pray before God. You will have that moment of quietness. Because the Bible says, do not be worried about what you're going to say when you stand before the council or before the officers or before the kings. Why? Because at the time, the Holy Spirit will supply you with words to say. And that is what opens the favor of the Lord. Everybody will say, Amen. He prayed to the God of heaven. And there must have been a long pause. And then, saka lang siya sumagot sa hari. Cut the long story short, he was given the favor. Binigyan siya ng mga timbers, binigyan siya ng mga passes. Lahat ng favors ibinuho sa kanya ni King Arctasurses. And then, verse 11, he traveled now from Persia all the way to Jerusalem. But even when he arrived in Jerusalem, it could have been so tempting for Nehemiah. Na ngayon, bit-bit na niya ang mga logs, bit-bit na niya ang mga cemento, steel bars, tiles, lahat ng kakailangan niya sa rebuilding of the wall. It could have been easy for Nehemiah to say, Okay, pagtapang na pagtapak, let's go. Kurang ko sa oras, I get, ang aking leave of absence, 52 days lang. Okay? 62, 60 days lang ang aking VL sa Persia. Let's do this now, let's do this now. It could have been so tempting for Nehemiah to do that. But verse 11, it says, I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there three days, he had to allow for three days to come and go. Not saying anything. I set out during the night with a few others. I had not told anyone what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. Hindi tayo palaging talon ng talon, mga kaibigan. Hindi tayo palaging abala sa lahat ng pagkilos. You've got to learn the discipline of silence to say, Lord, isisend ko na ba ang email na to? Lord, ititext ko na ba to sa aking kaibigan? Lord, ito na ba yung panahon para imit ko yung isang leader sa church na kailangan kong idisiplina? Because Lord, kung ako lang, gusto ko na siyang tanggalin. Kung ako lang, Lord, gusto ko na tapusin ang relasyon. But Lord, this is not my time. This is your time. Because these are your people. So for Nehemiah, he had all the resources needed. He had the letters from the king. He had the distinct title of being the cupbearer of the king of Persia. And yet, for three days, he had not told anyone. Oh my friends, I'm talking to you right now. People whose lifestyle has always been about going here and there and running here from there. You need to be quiet. You need to be in solitude. You need to practice that art of incessant prayers. Since I've been Paul na praying unceasingly. Now, even as you are now face to face with your client, even as you are now face to face with your DG, even as you are now face to face with that counselee, with that patient, with that client, with that merchant, in your heart, you're still practicing the discipline of silence. Invoking, Lord, you are here. What is it, Lord, that you want me to say? What is it, Lord, that you want me to do? Amen? Many years back, I wanted to replace the sala set that we had in our home. Yung sala set namin sa bahay ay sala set ng bago pa kaming kasal many years ago ng aking unang yumaong asawa, si Sister Bing. And it had been so many years, yung aming sala set, punong-puno na ng mga spring, alam mo na yung naglalabasan na yung mga butas-butas na 
tinatakpang ko ng mga, ng mga tawag dito, kumot. Kasi ang bahay ng pastor ay bahay ng barangay captain yan eh. Labas-masok lang dyan ng mga taga-lighthouse. Napapansin ko, pag dumarating sa, light, sa bahay namin yung mga ka-church natin na mga Ayala, Abang, Ayala Alabangers. Ang gaganda ng mga damit, pero ingat na ingat sila sa aking sofa dahil baka sumabit ang spring doon sa aking sofa. Ako dinodoble ko na, nilagyan ka ng unan para doon sila sa unan umupo. So it has been my heart to really say, Lord, I really wanted a brand new salad But every time I would go to SM, I couldn't afford it. I saw a salad there for 48,000 pesos. Kompleto na. Ganda. With the center table. I saved money. I uh, skimped, I, kumbaga, hindi, in-skip ko yung aking lunch para makapag-save lang pera. It took me about three to four months to come up with that savings of 48,000. And then finally, I went to SM. I was ready to buy. Nakikita na ng salesperson yung aking udyok ng damdamin na ibalot mo na yan, kaibigan. But I had this distinct prodding from the Spirit. Pray. Pray. So sabi ng salesperson, ano sir, papadeliver ko na ba? Nandiyan na yung pipermahan sa mga delivery uh, slip and I just said, uh, mag-pray mo na ako kapatid. Nawirduhan sa akin yung taga-SM. Sabi niya, ano sir, nagnonovina ba kayo? Nagro-rosaryo? Sabi ko, I'll just pray. And I just went around SM. Probably I toured that place for about six times, seven times. Lord, may pera na ako eh. Bit-bit ko na yung cash. Shall I now go? Shall I now purchase? And I would not have the peace of the Lord. So I went back and I said, next time na lang sir. Uwi ako ng bahay Nakita ko na naman yung sofa ko na naglalabasin yung mga spring. Inaaway ko ng sarili ko dahil sabi ko, nag-pray ka pa kasi. Dapat for delivery na ngayong araw yung sofa. See? Minsan, didabatihin mo ang sarili mo. Have you ever experienced that, ladies and gentlemen? Yes? Nag-pray ka pa kasi. You already have the 48,000. You saved for it. Kaya mo naman. May budget ka naman. but hindi mo binili? Because I didn't have the peace of the Lord. And soon I realized, because two days later, my brother, Jonas, called me. And at the time, one of his children had the dengue. And my manager, Jonas, said, Tol, na dengue si Migmig. Kailangan ng malaking amount. Nandito kami ngayon sa hospital. Wala pa yung sweldo ko. Pwede mang humiram muna ako sa'yo. Sabi ko, sure, Tol. Magkano kailangan mo? And he said, may 48,000 ka. He didn't know about my savings. He didn't know my 48,000 sala set na gusto kong bilhin sa SM. But my brother on that particular morning, probably two or three days after I walked out of SM, he said, meron akong 48, kailangan ko ng 48,000 ngayong araw. Habang dinideposit ko dyan sa Metro Bank yung 48,000, sabi ko, paalam, sofa, paalam. <laughs> See? Thank God for the discipline of silence. You can always, God has given you the free agency of choosing of free will. But if you acknowledge God in all your ways, Proverbs 3 would say, He will make your path straight. Amen? My pomankin was given the rightful medical attention, but my sofa was gone forever until two weeks 
I was coming from Shikina, I dropped Luke, and then Monday morning, nakapadyama pa nga ako dahil 6 o'clock ko din na-drop si Luke. Wala namang tao sa lighthouse pag alas 6 ng umaga, di ba? May nakalimutan akong Bible sa aking office, so I had to drop by. Pagparada ko dyan sa harap, hindi ko na sasabihin yung pangalan, may isang kapatid na po nga parada din. 6.30 in the morning. Pastor, o kapatid, ba't nandito ka? Sabi niya, Pastor, meron ba tayong directory sa lighthouse? Para saan? Sabi ko, sabi niya, kasi yung asawa ko, nagre-reklamo na sa akin, counseling session, sa, dyan sa alas 6 ng medyo ng umaga, yung asawa ko, kabago-bago ng aming sala set, wala pang two years, kagabi nagpa-deliver ng bagong sala set na naman. Wala akong paglagyan ng aking two-year-old na sala set. Alam mo naman mga mayayaman, talagang hindi inuupuan ng sala set dahil nandun sila sa foyer, nandun sila sa patio, nandun sila sa lanay. Yung sala set sa sala, minsan lang maupuan yun. I was just silent. And then he looked me in the eye and he said, Pastor, may kakilala ka bang ka-churchmate na nangangailangan ng salaset? And I said, um, pag-usapan natin yan, kapatid. Sabi ko, magkano mo ba binibenta? Ano ba, Pastor? Hindi ko nabibenta yun dahil naghahanap ako ng bodega kung saan ko siya itatambak eh. Nung hapon na yun, dineliver niya sa bahay yung salaset, mga kaibigan. Take note, no manipulation, no parinig. The Lord allowed me to be in this parking lot at 6.30 in the morning. The Lord knew in my heart I wanted that sofa so that I could honor Him whenever I would accept visitors in our house. And yet I had to let it go because that money was needed by my brother. And the Lord honored that silence. And he responded in ways. Hanggang ngayon, yung five-p sala set na nai-enjoy ng aking mga anak, hanggang ngayon ay testimony ng kabutihan ng Diyos sa buhay namin. Amen? Pastor, ang babo naman, sala set lang ang pinag-uusapan. Ganun si Lord, sa malalaking bagay, sa malilit na bagay, kung in-honor mo siya ng katahimikan at pinangunahan, pinabayaan mong manguna siya sa lahat ng gagawin mo, the Lord would act in ways that you would not have been able to achieve if you just did it on your own. Amen? Papurihan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan, the discipline of silence. Another one is the discipline of soaking. Yung bumababad ka lang, to soak, di ba? Bumabad ka lang. Another discipline that is fast vanishing is the discipline of soaking. Why? Because we are now in a fast, Pace generation. In a fast-paced generation, even the emojis would speak a thousand words. You don't want to say, I'm happy. You just send the happy face. You just, you, 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 got, you don't text anymore, thank you. You just say, uwu, U-W-U, uwu, for the young people, di ba? It's always about uh, fast-paced, di ba? Kung pwedeng i-abrivate, i-abrivate. I've had people na habang kausap mo siya, Ang kanyang finger, ganito. Uh, sir, meron sana akong ilalapit. Ako, ako ang nagsasalita. Sir, uh, kapatid, meron sana akong ilalapit sa'yo. Ano yan, Pastor? Sige, sige, sabihin mo, Pastor. Ano yan? Parang, sige, come on, spill it out. Hindi ka pa tapos sa statement uh, kasi may pangangailangan ng church. Okay, ako nang bahala dyan, Pastor. Padala mo sa office yung request. Okay na. Because I've got to go to another meeting. People are always in a rush. 
that people now have let go of this beautiful discipline of just soaking. You you just be in the moment. You'll just be there. You just be present. You don't have to have clever answers. You don't have to have the right words to say, God, you are just there to soak. Because it is only when you soak that you become silent, and it is only when you are silent that you get to hear the gentle whispers of the Spirit. Nehemiah again. Nandun na siya sa Israel. He could have gone to action right there and then, but he soaked himself. It says, By night, I went out through the valley gate toward the jackal and the dong gate. And I, and I underscored the word, examining the walls of Jerusalem, which, I had, which had been broken down. Its gates, which had been destroyed by fire. And then I moved on toward the fountain gate and the king's pool. But there was not enough room for my mount, mount's donkey, for his donkey to get through. So I went up the valley by night again. What did he do? Examining the wall. And finally, I turned back and re-entered through the valley gate. The word examine there is from the Hebrew word. Shavar. If I may read it right. Shavar. That means to inspect, to examine, to scrutinize, to hope. Nahabang pinapakinggan mo, hope is alive. You tarry, you view, you look in the eye, you read through the lines, you listen for the unspoken words, the unspoken prayer. That's what examine is. That's what soaking means. Oh, this is badly needed in today's world. One of the things I treasure in my family right now, my kids have now all grown up. Luke is 25. Rafa is 20, Caleb is 17. They are no longer babies. And we are now treasuring the times when, when we are in the dinner table. Sometimes our dinner times last for an hour, an hour and a half, two hours. Magsisimula kami kumain, 7 o'clock, 9 o'clock na hindi pa rin kami nagtatayo on sa table. Why? Because the mom is there, I'm there. And you know what? Kaming dalawa ng nanay ang tahimik, ang mga anak na namin ang napakaingay. Kwento rito, kwento doon, report dito, kwento doon. And we will just be there soaking in their stories. Because I know, it is only when I deeply examine, when I tarry, when I wait, when I just peer to their heart, that I get to see what is ailing their soul, what is hurting them right now, what excites them in these moments. I am not a dad who's got the solution to every problem that they have. I can never do that. But my role as a father, my role, our role as parents is to soak in their stories, to listen to their heart, to look them in the eye, and not come up with witty, ready, canned answers. Because I don't have those answers. Nehemiah, he had to feel the walls, examine it. And maybe in the solitude and the quietness of the night, as he felt the wall, tears would roll down. And maybe his memories, his thoughts would now rivet to 130 years of being insulted by the Arabs, by the Ammonites, by the enemies. Oh, how difficult it must have been for my people. Why? 130 years, wala man lang naglead to rebuild walls. 
We need the discipline of soaking, ladies and gentlemen. But we also need the discipline of synergy. Verse 17 of chapter 2, when Nehemiah was finished with the soaking part, the examination part, the feeling part, the silence part, now he started talking to the elders. He said, I said to them, you see the trouble we are in? Jerusalem lies in ruins. Its gates have been burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem and we will no longer be in disgrace. I have highlighted those words in yellow font. We, us, we. Synergy. Nehemiah could have been adamant. Nehemiah could have been nosy. Nehemiah could have been self-righteous. Ano ba naman kayong mga elders? Pinauwi na kayo rito 50 years ago? Wala man lang sa inyong nakasikaso sa mga sira-sira nating pader? He could have been so self-righteous and indignant and say, wala ba sa inyong may leadership skill to have attended to these problems? And yet, because he felt the troubles and the disgrace, his words, we are in disgrace. Let us, we will rebuild. That's the discipline of the Holy Spirit. Because in the Trinitarian economy of our triune Godhead, it's always the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, three persons of one God working together. Let us, let us, Genesis chapter 1, let us create man in our own image. It's always us, Elohim, God in plural form, not that we have polytheistic deity, but three distinct personalities and these three distinct personalities are always synergistic. One helping each other, feeding of each other, empowering each other, forcing each other, encouraging each other. It is the power of the Holy Spirit when we learn to synergize. Na walang master of ecology sa church. Ako kasi ang may galawa niya. Ako kasi ang magaling dyan. Ako kasi ang pakikinggan niyo. Walang may masters in ecology, ladies and gentlemen. It's a we. It's an us. It's a we. Tayo. Tayo ang nasasaktan. Kasali ako sa hapdi. Ramdam ko ang paghihirap ninyo. Kaya ating gawin, tayo ay humayo. Tayo ay muling magsimula. I, I pray, my friends, that in our families, we will have the synergistic, Holy Spirit-inspired teamwork hindi kakayanin ng isa lang. Pero kung magtutulungan, gagaan ang pasanin. A burden that is shared is a burden divided. And a joy that is shared is a joy that is multiplied. Ang kabigatan ay napaghahati-hati at napapagaan, pero ang kagalakan lalong dumadami. I underscored the word disgrace. Why? Because one of the things that will motivate people to be synergistic is then they know the problems that they are facing. It's from the Hebrew word that means a reproach, a shame, a disgrace. We've got to know, bakit tayo magtutulungan? Bakit natin gagasusan ng LNS? Bakit tayo mag-host ng mga taga-probinsya at magsasakripisyo tayo? Why? Because for the last so many years, especially during the pandemic, many of our people lived in disgrace, in shame, in reproach. 
O nasa ng Diyos nyo ngayon? Bakit nagkaroon ng pandemya? Bakit nagkaroon ng COVID? We need to come together to again receive from this synergistic Godhead that we serve. And we know that whenever the people of God are one and united, Psalm 133 would say, the Lord commands His blessings, even life, when the people dwell together in unity. Amen? And lastly, the discipline of single focus. When Nehemiah was standing before the elders, chapter 2, verse 18, I also told them about, I also told them about, sorry, wrong, uh, I must have missed a word. What the king had graciously, what the king had told me and the gracious of God, hand of God, that was upon me. Sorry, maybe I clicked something. Nung kaharap na niya ang mga elders, sinasabi niya, sakalan siya na-reveal. Nasa Persia pa lang ako, kinakausap na ako ng Diyos. It's always about God. God has inspired me to do something. When he was before the enemies, dahil palagi namang merong kontrapelo sa lahat ng magandang gawain ng Diyos. When the Sanbalats and the Tobias and the Gomers and the Arabs were taunting him, Nehemiah would say, the God of heaven will give us success. We will start is rebuilding. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem or any claim or historic right to it. Pause there for a while. Anong pinag-aawayan ngayon sa Israel? The Hamas people are trying to poison the whole world into thinking that Israel has no right upon that land. Panahon pa lang ni Nehemiah, established na that land belongs to Israel. And yet, even in front of the enemies who were taunting him, he boasted upon the God of heaven. When he was now before the builders, yung mga, yung mga tao na tumutulong sa kanya to rebuild, and they were now failing in their strength, dahil nandyan ang mga Arabs, tinuton sila, he would say, Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And fight for your families, for your sons, your daughters, your wives, your homes. Single focus. Kung ito'y muli nating maitatayo at ito'y muli nating magagawa, it's single focus on God. Si Lord lamang ang makapangyayari, mga kapatid. You know what? Because of the disciplines of silence and soaking and synergy and the single focus on God, Nehemiah finished the walls in 52 days. Ang isang trabaho ang akala nila impossible for 130 years that seemed so insurmountable, that seemed so impossible, a feat na kailangan siguro bilyones ang kailangan gastusin. But it had to take a man led by the Spirit of God to revolutionize the works of God. And in 52 days, the whole nation beheld a miracle that could only come from God. Oh, my friends, marami kang problema ang pinagdadaanan sa buhay na akala mo hindi na masasolusyonan. But if we practice the discipline of silence and soaking in the Lord and synergize with the people of God and just singly be focused on the hands of God, yung akala mo hindi na matatapos sa problema ng pamilya mo, in 52 days or less, the solutions can be at hand. Why don't you bless the person beside you? Sabi mo, the solution is coming, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, the solution is coming.
breakthrough is coming. So let me end by showing you this. I got this from one of my readings in my class, Craig Owens. He said, Christian solitude is not me time. It is us time. It's me and Jesus. So that I'm ready for the we time. So that I can now minister to others. Jesus himself exemplified this. If you'd like to look for examples in the Bible where you can see all these disciplines that I just preached unto you, look at Jesus. He did it, and therefore you can do it. The Bible is replete with stories about Jesus in the business of his ministry, how he would often retreat, how he would often go to the wilderness, how would he often would go silent, even if there were so much things to do. So much more sicknesses to heal. So much more hungry people to feed. But regularly, with no compromise, Jesus would go and be in solitude. Jesus would often withdraw to lonely places and pray. Luke 5, verse 16. He practiced the discipline of silence. Free Jesus exemplifies for us the discipline of soaking. Whenever he would look at Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, Jesus would say, how I long to gather you under me as a mother hen would gather her cheeks under her wings. He did not remain indifferent. He was not apathetic to the pains of Jerusalem. He wept for his people. He had the discipline of synergy. When he would tell the people of God, I tell you whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than this because I am going to the Father. Christians, lahat ng ginawa ng Panginoon, kakaya natin gawin dahil hindi tayo mag-iisang gawin yun. Kasama mo ang Diyos. Kasama mo ang anak, ama, at ang Spiritu Santo. It's the spirit of synergy. The discipline of synergy that Jesus taught us. The discipline of single focus. That even during the last night of Jesus Christ, when he could always appeal to his Father to let this cup pass. Kung pwede lang hindi ko napagdaanan ang mapait na kupeta ng kamatayan sa krus. And yet the Lord would single be single focus in saying, but not my will, O Lord, but yours be done. Whenever we come the discipline of silence and soaking and synergy and single focus, we realize, my friend, that's a practical way of being led by the Spirit. Four things, even five things I'd like you to do, I'd like all of us to do this week. I may have the praise and worship here with us. Action plan this week lang. You can take a picture of this para hindi makalimutan. Number one, this week, why don't you declare... Regular periods of digital silence. Take control of this cell phone, shall you? Take control of that Wi-Fi, of that internet in your homes. Because this is proving to be a very potent source of our distractions. Yes, of course, our Bible apps are here. Yes, of course, our DJ materials are here. Yes, of course, the level of videos that Rafa has been editing should be watched through here. 
by why don't you declare hours, two hours a day. I will put this off, not only put this off, turn this off. So that in two hours, three hours a day, I will be digitally silent and quiet. Pakikonsensya yung katabi mong masyadong adik sa kanyang cellphone. Come on, pakikonsensya mo lang. Sabihin mo, kinakausap ka ng Holy Spirit. Why don't you be digitally silent regularly on one given day? This week. And in that period of quietness, if it's from 5 o'clock in the morning to 7 o'clock in the morning, kung kailang gising na gising ka na, if, if it's from 11 o'clock, lunchtime to 1 o'clock, lunch break, Diyan ka mag-turn off ng cellphone mo. If it's from 6 o'clock in the evening till 8 o'clock bago mag-dinner ng family, I don't know what time it is, but learn to turn off that cell phone. Walk away from that cell phone. And spend those times in silent prayers. Oh, this will revolutionize the lives of the Christians this week. What should you pray for? Please pray for the upcoming LNS and Level Up. We need the prayers of the saints. We need the prayers of the saints. Come on, palapakan natin si Lord, mga kaibigan. Devote that in silent prayers. Shall you? Another one. Soak in empathy. If the Lord shall bring you people that He sets up for you to minister to. As you pray, remember Pastor Chuck Quinley's book, I Want to Bear Fruit? He said, pray, Lord, bring me somebody that needs to hear about you today. That's one good silent prayer. And when the Lord does bring you somebody today, or this week, soak in that person's life. If you only have one hour, maybe in that silent time, maybe that will be the time that you turn off your cell phone. When you meet, put away that cell phone. I am guilty of this every so often, that I will be meeting with people, but my cell phone is right in front of me. Mag-ring lang ng konti, nakatingin ka na sa cellphone. Para bagang uh, mamamatay ang mundo pag hindi mo tinignan yung uh, message, di ba? Put away that cell phone. Soak in that person. Connect with his heart. Listen to that unspoken narrative. Listen to that unspoken prayer. What is it that this person badly needs? Number three. As you soak with that person, synergize with that person. How? By using the word, we, us, tayo, atin, natin. Kapatid, kaya natin to. Tayong magtutulungan. Allow me to help you. Let us do this together so that this person shall feel he or she is not alone in this life. Sometimes that's one person, that's one need. Yun lang ang kailangan ng isang tao sa isang kapwa-Kristyano. Marinig niya lang na merong nakakaintindi, na merong magsasabing, Gawin natin to. Mag-meet tayo. Mag-coffee tayo for the next coming four weeks hanggang sa managpasan natin ang problema ito. I was with Pastor June Rupa at 11.30 last night. They lost their baby, by the way. Pastor June Rupa just announced that they were pregnant, remember? They lost their baby for the second time. And I called him in the morning. I called him again at 11.30 at night. And true enough, Pastor June Rupa was still very much awake very much alone in that waiting room in Asian hospital while Samira was in the operating room. Nakita yata sila na Samira madaling araw na. And I just said, just allow me to spend time with you, Pastor. Just allow him to speak his heart 
and speak out his worries and concerns and prayer. And just for him to be able to say, nandito lang kami, Pastor. Kaya natin to. Pakisabi lang kay Samira, maraming nagmamahal sa inyo. Nandito lang ang inyong Lighthouse family. I don't need to offer him solutions. I don't need to give him some medical advice because I'm not an authority to do that. But he needed just to hear, kaya natin to. And just be single focused on the power of Jesus. Focus lang. Kaya ni Lord to. And offer supplications. And believe that as you pray, the power of the Holy Spirit will work miracles in that person's life. Just click this. Picture this. This is not original. When I was doing this last night, I realized this is the book of Pastor Chuck. But I promise I did not copy that. But I was just saying, maybe that's the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord. Sa dami ng ating gustong gawin, sa dami ng gustong nating marating, the Lord is asking you to do the simple thing. Learn to be quiet. Learn to listen. Learn to synergize. Learn to just be single-focused on God. Don't talk about the latest breakthrough medicine. Don't talk about the latest breakthrough fad. Just say, ginagawa si Lord sa buhay niyo. Just be single-focused on that. Mahal ka ni Lord. And then just say, let's pray. Magdasal tayo. Ngayon din. And you'll realize when you are single focus on the Lord and when you are quiet despite the, the, the noise of the world, you'll realize that's the practical way of interpreting what the Bible says. Be led by the Spirit of God. Oh, by all means, speak in tongues. We are Pentecostals and we are not ashamed to do that. But even if you don't have that gift yet, or glossolia, just be able to touch hand with a person and say, Holy Spirit, course your healing to be upon my brother. Course your comfort to be upon his broken heart. Holy Spirit, just allow him to know he's not alone. You'll realize, my friends, people will come to the Lord. You don't have to have a discourse on the doctrine of justification and sanctification. You don't have to have a discourse on ecclesiology and soteriology. Just touch that person's hand and say, let me pray for you. And they will feel the power of the Holy Spirit in you and through you. Why don't we give praise to the Lord, ladies and gentlemen? Nagpapuri kami, Panginoon, sa kaligtasang inyong ipinapakita at ipinararanas sa lahat ng nananampalataya sa inyo. Sa mga panahon, Lord, na pilit kaming nilulubig ng ingay ng mundo, ng mga pag-aalala sa mga parating na araw, sa mga kabigatan na nasa aming mga balikat. And yet, Lord, You are the one that restores our peace. You're the one, Lord, that holds us up, lifts our countenance, and gaze upon the face of Jesus, who is our Prince of Peace. Lord, today I declare your shalom to be upon every person that stands before you. That the glory of God shall always be made manifest in their lives, and that the overflow of the Holy Spirit shall just 
come and be overflowing and be ministering to the people that you will send them to, O Lord, in these coming days. Panginoon, we commit to you this coming week when our leaders from the different parts of the Philippines, even some of our missionaries from abroad, will be traveling and congregating in this worship place. Even right now, Holy Spirit, soak this place with your Holy Spirit. So that, Lord, as your leaders and as your servants gather, we will know, Lord, we truly have come to the house of the Lord. Salamat, Lord, for your church. And salamat, Lord, for your people. Lift up your hands now for the benediction. And may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. Oh, Lighthouse family, may the Lord make His face shine upon you May the, may the Lord be gracious unto all of you. May the Lord lift His countenance towards all of us. May the Lord grant us His peace as we continue to hang on to every word that our rebuilder, restorer, renewer alone could ever give us. His name is Jesus and unto Him be all praises forever and ever. Everyone will say, Amen. I'll see you for LNS. I'll see you for Level Up. I'll see you next Sunday. Have a blessed Sunday, ladies and gentlemen.